Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Broadcasting from Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana. With your host, Matthew Fitzgerald. Good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host, Matt Fitzgerald, and I am joined tonight by two of my good friends. I am joined by Ryan and Noah, both of which have been on the show before. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty swell, Matt. How are you? I am doing well. I'm looking forward to talking about some tech. And Noah, how are you doing tonight? I'm alive and you can't ask much more than that. So. I don't think your uh, microphone was coming through real quick right there. You want to say that again? Um, am I coming through at all? Uh, I, I do not believe so. Uh, how about you and Ryan trying to share that guy? We'll get real comfortable in here. Right, right, right. Um, that, that was basically one of the, one of the issues. We, we, we were testing that out before the show and, uh, unfortunately it doesn't look like, uh, that guy wanted to work for us, but, um, we could switch it over to a smaller cord and Noah gets to awkwardly lean over the, uh. The console here in the studio but nonetheless uh i am looking forward to getting immediately started and talking about the latest in tech so without further ado let's get to the news all right so the first story i got for us today is about hulu hulu is okay. a popular video streaming platform and uh it actually reportedly lost 2 million live TV subscribers as YouTube TV crossed a million. So basically, it's kind of saying like um, YouTube TV is starting to grow in terms of uh, uh, popularity and Hulu's kind of dying in terms of live TV. So it, there's, yeah. there's, right. <laughs> is there a question there? <laughs> Fair. I mean, I think anyone who's on the... Uh younger end of the spectrum like you know not a baby boomer uh <laughs> basically like i want to say late like anyone born in the 90s for the most part is i think slowly checking out a tv and into right. you know netflix hulu youtube that's where kind of things are going even if youtube and hulu are kind of trying to retain some of that live tv aspect right right and it's it's interesting too because YouTube TV is kind of a take on something that Google's already doing in a way where they they've kind of organically grown their own content and now they're just kind of piggybacking on live TV from actual networks uh, to reinforce that. Yeah, uh, I don't know Hulu TV. Uh, it's an interesting thing. Uh, I've known a couple of people who've tried to switch over or who have switched over rather, and they like it a lot. Uh, me personally, uh, I don't have a, I think I canceled the Hulu subscription I had, even though it's honestly probably better than Netflix on a lot of cases. Mm hmm Except Netflix produces really good original content. That's fair. Right. Sometimes. And <laughs> one of the downsides of Hulu is you still have commercials in some regards on yeah, some, some, right. some content. But for a cheaper price, that's, you know, par for the course. Yeah. True. Very true. So... That's about that. Yeah, it's an interesting toss-up. Uh, I think the one safe thing to bet on is that TV keeps getting less and less popular. Right. I think that's the takeaway. <laughs> right, especially ca like traditional cable. Yeah. It's, it's a rip-off at this point. Hate to say it, but 
it's pretty pretty gone uh cool so the next story i got for us is about the microsoft band it's a it's back no it is they are giving refunds to everybody who bought it and discontinuing everything that happened with it uh so if you don't know the microsoft band was basically a fitbit competitor of just kind of taking like uh putting a Microsoft spin on something that shouldn't Microsoft shouldn't do. Um, and it killed them. It, it, it was a flop completely. And basically what happened is they wound up discontinuing the hardware and now they're just going to say, uh, we're going to completely shut off the entire back end of the, of the service on May 31st. Um, and then it'll just completely go offline in June. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> right. It says some uh, some band users will be uh, eligible for a refund from the software giant. It's letting its active users who have synced data to band to a health app dashboard between December 1st and March 1st apply for a refund on their hardware. Surprisingly, they're offering $79.99 for a band one and $175 for band two. Um, if it's also covered under warranty, the same refund values will be available. So theoretically, they, they realize they Man. screwed up so bad that they're just admitting defeat and losing all this money in order See, to keep people happy. I don't even think they screwed up all that bad. Uh, I've tried them out at Microsoft stores before. I actually kind of liked them. They're a little bit chunky, which, you know, is not good for something you want to wear all the time. But, like, I enjoyed them. Right. Okay. This is part of, I guess, their whole flopped uh, mobile setup for Microsoft. Right. Because, like, they've, they discontinued their mobile OS. They discontinued this now. I think the, this is a full retreat in terms of uh, the mobile space, and they're going back to, I guess, services for the most part in uh, Microsoft Azure, uh, Word... Uh, you office, know, so yeah, like office, the office suite, yeah, and then just their normal, you know, where they've been for decades, which is on computers for people. Right, right, and it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how this kind of plays out too. If people are actually going to apply for the refund and go through the extra effort, or if they're just gonna kind of roam and stay stay there. Yeah. Um, but I'm sad. I'm sad that Microsoft's mobile division died. I guess. I really enjoyed it. Really? Okay. Yeah, their mobile phones were actually really... They were high quality, actually. The OS was surprisingly good to use. Well, it was basically a mobile version of Windows 10. I mean, yeah. I just got crushed between, I guess, a hammer and an anvil in the case of Android and Apple. True. Very true. Never stood a chance, poor thing. Yep. So, that, that knocks that one out for me. Um... Do you guys have any interesting stories that you found this week? Uh, I have one that I, when I saw it, I kind of laughed out loud because, I don't know, it just seemed too ironic to me. Okay. So, get ready for this. It, who do you think is making, or what kind of uh, music do you think people listen to in terms of, like, how they listen to it? Okay, rephrase that. <laughs> okay. What medium do you think people use to listen to music the most? Uh, streaming. Yeah, streaming. Yeah, correct. So, people <laughs> aren't buying songs anymore off iTunes, more or less. Right. To the point where CDs and vinyls 
are putting are making more money than iTunes downloads. Really? Yeah. Wow. The actual cow. physical medium uh, industry is making more money than iTunes well, in, for downloads. Well, I can tell you why that is. I mean, oh, CDs, yeah. records, they have that nostalgic value that you don't get from a download. I mean, who, who has a personal connection to downloading music? No one. Nobody. The guy who invented Napster. That's about <laughs> it. Right. That's, that's really... I mean, and it is actually better, technically. Yeah, because you actually get something that holds your music that theoretically... No, I mean the quality is technically better. Right, right. It's not compressed and... Yeah. Most uh, people would be hard-pressed to tell the difference between a high-quality digital and, you know, analog, but... it You can hear the difference if you're really, really listening for it. And right. if you have good enough, I guess, headphones or speakers. I mean, an audio file is always going to go back to a record. And that's oh, just, yeah. You know, Absolutely. Whether it's nostalgia, whether it's zero gain, it's a record for anyone who's into yeah. music. The one that surprised me was that CDs. Oh, same here. Because those are still digital. <laughs> so I don't know who's still buying CDs, but I guess shout out to you, <laughs> all seven of you who are buying all the CDs. I, I mean, I guess that also goes to show, like, if CDs are outpacing iTunes and we consider CDs to be obsolete at this point uh, and not nostalgic yet like records, uh, what does that say about iTunes right now? I mean, that's their download service. So that's what specifically right. was mentioned. So that doesn't really cover maybe Apple Music might actually be turning in pretty good. Right. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So... Really? I think we all know the real winner here is Spotify. Actually, though. Easily. Definitely. Uh, so, kind of moving on a little bit. Uh, so, here's an interesting thing about Samsung. So, they released the new Galaxy S10, right? And it has a fingerprint sensor on the screen, right? Right, that's does built, it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a I fingerprint that. sensor that's built into the screen of the phone. But... It doesn't survive when you crack your screen. So you lose access to your phone when you crack your screen, and you can't get to the thumbprint reader anymore. Well, here's the easy solution. Don't crack your screen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for, I know that's... for some people, that's easier said than done. I mean, I treat my technology like gold, but I know of literally one guy who said, my phone's indestructible, threw it on the ground in front of me, and shattered the screen. Ah! <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Sam, uh, Samsung phone break, frankly. I've oh seen no, the new ones. The newer ones. Yeah. Okay. Like in recent, in the last like four or five years, they're like all glass construction. Oh okay. They'll shatter. I remember yeah. the, some of the older models that I saw in high school. My oh band yeah, back director, when they had like plastic and stuff on oh, them, yeah. they were pretty hard to break. My band director dropped one off of like a forty-foot tower. Jeez. And it survived, not a scratch on it. Wow. It's a miracle. Remember yeah. when technology was, you know. Tough and durable. <laughs> and, Remember uh, when Nokia was a thing and you could throw your phone <laughs> at a person and it'll be fine? Yeah. Drops phone in toilet. Toilet breaks. Actually, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw I saw a video of a, a guy, like, a, he applied, I believe, like, two tons of hydraulic force to not... He didn't crush the phone. He just, br like, squished it a little bit, like, like, maybe half an inch. And he took it off, and he's like, I want to see if this still works. And it still worked on, like, a Nokia 3310. Um, God bless the Nokia 3310. Right. One of the, in, in case people at home don't know what that is, it's one of those little blue phones that, uh, like, literally 
was a, a flip phone. Right. It was it was not a flip phone. It had nine buttons on it, <laughs> or twelve buttons on it, and uh, it was uh, literally all you did was you made calls, and that's what the phone did, and it did a damn damn good job at it, oh, yeah. and they were indestructible, and they still are to this day. But yeah, that's. <laughs> I guess that's neither here nor there. That's just a fun callback. But right. But it's it's interesting though to see like with Samsung's phone being so um, interesting uh, that we're like we're literally um, seeing when screens crack, a phone becoming completely unusable, and that's kind I of. I mean, yeah, but at the same time. Uh, what's an S10 go for? About a thousand, give or take. Uh, give or take a hundred. This is this is a Google search away. Samsung. So we're gonna go with a thousand, give or take a hundred for the moment, because that sounds about right to me. Uh, you're paying a thousand dollars for your phone. Yeah, it's a most people don't. Yeah, most people don't realize they're paying a thousand dollars because they subsidize it from their phone company. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up for a second. This one I'm looking at is sixteen hundred dollars, and it has a terabyte. Of storage. Wow. A terabyte. A terabyte of storage on a phone. That's for sixteen hundred dollars. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's what pretty. What do you pretty need nuts. a terabyte of memory for? I have a hundred and twenty-eight I mean, gig phone. And what I if you want to store it. every movie you've ever watched on your phone? You know. Well, I guess so. Ever. 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 <laughs> Terabyte's actually not that big, but you know. Yeah. So. But anyway, um, yeah, with the size of my iTunes folder, I think a terabyte's about on par for the course. Yeah. Here's here's the thing too, uh, I could spend fifteen hundred dollars for a phone with a terabyte of storage, but you know, if I'm a moron like I was <laughs> when I was in a when I was on a trip and dropped my phone in a hot tub, it's still gonna die. Oh yeah. So, what's the point? <laughs> I don't. I think, uh, kind of just as a whole, people don't really treat phones as good. As with the increasing cost they deserve. Oh, part yeah, of it is they completely. don't realize they paid a thousand dollars for it, because it's in you know, one hundred or not one, twenty-four installments usually. Y- yeah, of and a phone company. They finance it over two years. Yeah, so they don't realize just how expensive these things are. I think, right? Not fully, and so they don't kind of treat it with the respect it deserves. Moral of the story: treat your phones respectfully. Yeah, right. But anyway, back to the actual thing. I think we're getting to. Uh, the more and more like we push these really, really like high tech and nice designs, it does kind of open up an avenue for like, hey, if something goes wrong, you know, this really cool, nice feature might not work. Right, right. And especially knowing a lot of people that I know, uh, that is, it's like, why, why do you treat your phone with such disrespect knowing how hard you work to get that, how much of a privilege it is to have a phone in the first place, and the fact that it's not going to be easily replaceable because, especially in the case of like uh, the guy who literally threw his phone at the ground <laughs> in front of me, he spent, uh. he spent $150 and three days of his life trying to figure out how to get a repair for it, for the screen done, and then wound up trying to do it himself, breaking it more and taking it to an actual person to replace it. So Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's just kind of but interesting yeah. to see that trend. I don't know. As someone who actually does have an indis or I guess under display fingerprint reader in their phone, uh, it's something you realize that, hey, this is kind of a risk to have if you shatter your screen. Right. Right. And it's 
it'll be interesting to kind of see these mobile phone repair shops deal with that in some way because you know in a way i didn't even think of that part right yeah. because in a way you you'd have to just buy that entire entire full um display again and i know a lot of times there aren't necessarily replacement parts that exist for those yet or they're so proprietary that only the manufacturer yeah. makes that so it's going to cost you an arm and yeah, a leg. it has to be uh it'd have to be probably a first party replacement off my guess because usually the way those work is by i guess completely throwing open uh the quote-unquote cells which is where light comes from on your phone right so that you can get light all the way through and lights coming all the way out uh i don't know if it have to be first party or third party but all i know is that like ooh, that's high risk high reward and invest in phone protectors that i think that's probably a good business well, investment at thing. this point <laughs> will, you, will you even be able to use a phone protector with a with an, an on-screen yes finger really i have one i have an in-screen thing really I mean, mine okay. still works with my little thing on it yeah, yeah, that's different yeah. though. Oh, yeah, but yeah, like if if the thumbprint the uh, on-screen ones are all optical. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they have oh. to be because of just how they work. The ones, the actual ones that are not that are just dedicated, like not in right. the screen, they uh, they work better. Right. There's no doubt about that. Huh. I mean, this is still a very emerging technology, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see how it how it kind of changes. No, my phone actually shipped with a screen protector. Really? Yes. That's Even though it has cool. an in-display fingerprint reader. But yeah. Very cool. But yeah, treat your technology with respect, people. I think that's... You'll save money. In yeah. the long run. In any run. Right. So uh, with that, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break here. And we will be back right real quick with more Tech Talk Nation. You're listening to Tech Talk Nation. Tech Talk Nation will be right back. Tech Talk Nation is brought to you by Fitzgerald Tech Solutions. We live in the digital world. Everyone is on the internet at least once a day. It is commonplace for every business, individual, and organization to have a website. You need a website to stay competitive. At Fitzgerald Tech Solutions, we provide you with everything you need for your internet presence. Whether you want to take the more DIY approach by buying web hosting services on our fast, US-based servers with industry-leading software, or allowing us to do the web designing and multimedia creation services for you, you can know that you are getting high-quality, reliable, and cost-effective services that you need to stay ahead in the market. Fitzgerald Tech Solutions fits your timeline. We work efficiently to make sure that you get what you want as soon as possible. Fitzgerald Tech Solutions fits your needs. Whether you are someone looking to get your own website or a large company looking for a fresh look, we can amaze you with our skills and expertise. Fitzgerald Tech Solutions fits your budget. We make sure that great websites don't break the bank and will not stop until you are 100% satisfied. Fitzgerald Tech Solutions. Tech. We get it. You're listening to Wiley Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Nation. 
Welcome back to Tech Talk Nation. Thanks for sticking with us after that break. Now, we were kind of talking over break a little bit. And Noah, I think you have something that you, a story that you wanted to bring up. Uh, the SpaceX story? Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> quite. Uh, SpaceX story, something to do with aeronautics that you actually, you, you right, know. Right, the one more. thing I do know about. Right. I mean, yeah, most of the stuff goes over my head. So, yeah, um, <laughs> SpaceX is bringing uh, manned space launches back to the U.S. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, most uh, SpaceX, most manned launches have been done through, you know, our uh, space comrades in Russia, through Kazakhstan, or <laughs> our space comrades, comrade. yeah. Comrade. Comrade. Um, but through non-U.S. entities, and we've just, you know, sent up our men with them. Um, not many more, apparently. Uh, SpaceX is actually launching their, uh, I think it's on the Dragon rocket system? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dragon. Um very, very soon, actually, um, which I think is tonight. tonight, tonight, apparently. So tune in on that on whatever channel that's going to be on. It's, it's going to be streamed on YouTube, I guarantee. Okay, YouTube. SpaceX's Twitch channel. SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> actually? If they don't have a t- Twitch channel, Elon, look, I know you like to spend time on the internet, Elon. If you don't have a Twitch channel, get on that right now. <laughs> For all those at home who don't know what Twitch is, <laughs> it is a game streaming platform for people to make, uh, um, like, have, uh, um, like, playthroughs and just kind of have people watch uh, through the actual game. So that's really, really cool and going to be super great to see the actual uh, launch of another uh, SpaceX rocket actually with people in it in the U.S. Well, now that's what makes me nervous. I mean, SpaceX's track record is not great when it comes to launches. Uh, is it not? It, it, well, no, it's not. They blow up a lot. Well, do, yeah, they had a they had a video actually on YouTube of the eighteen twelve overture with all the explosions. <laughs> eighteen twelve overture. Uh, oh, I love that. Here, we're we're gonna watch this. Oh boy, because uh, wh- maybe not that because that's just us watching it and people listening to us. I know, but. It. The 1812 Overture is a great song. While we pull that up, um, I'd like to mention that I, I've seen two space launches in my days on Earth. Uh, one of them was one of the... My days. My days on Earth. One <laughs> of the last launches of the shuttle. I think it was... Yeah. Discovery? I don't want to say it wrong. I don't remember which one. But the other one was a um, one of the SpaceX's um, resupply missions to the ISS, and it blew up, and that was massively disappointing to a young me. So, SpaceX, get your stuff together. Um, and don't oh, kill Jesus. any astronauts, please. Thank you. That's so. Late. So it'll be about two fifty for us. So two fifty Eastern time in the morning. In the morning. Oh. Where are they launching from? Uh, looks like Cape Canaveral. Oh, I I want to go back to Cape Canaveral sometime. That was fun. Is it just head to the ISS, or is it just a test launch? Uh, let's see. It's carrying a crew. Capsule take off. Launch pad thirty nine A at the Kennedy Space Center. Okay. Okay. I, I got to... Um, That's where Apollos were launched. That is where Apollos were launched. Um, I got to see pictures of the inside, and let me tell you, they are riding in style. Actually, yeah, it looks nice. Actually, it is... It oh, is, wow. It looks like something out of Men in Black, to be honest. It is streamlined. Actually, it is beautiful. I would... I'd take that over a Tesla any day. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take the Tesla. I don't want to die in a fiery explosion yet. Okay, fair, very fair. <laughs> so I, I found this this video here of us uh, of the, <laughs> and here's no here's the thing it's it's even funnier because it's it's called how to not land an orbital rocket booster, and I think that's just hilarious. So hopefully, um, sound will work here. Oh. 
use the expression it's not rocket science because this is literally rocket it science literally is rocket science well here's the thing they just showed they literally in this video just showed a guy walking up next to a flaming pile of rocket <laughs> that's oh, not boy. safe oh boy uh they they show one coming to the uh the uh Bart, the autonomous barge, just on its side, full out exploding. Oh boy. I, I'll say, I talk a lot of smack against SpaceX, um, almost as much as Ryan does about Apple. But, uh, almost. Almost. I haven't been on the show long enough. Give me some time. Um, to be fair, I mean, launching rockets is not an easy or exact science, even as long as we've been into it. Um, in fact, one of Purdue's uh, space rocket teams, Purdue Student Launch, just launched. Um, this weekend, and they had a payload deployment issue, and they end up losing their entire uh, payload. Oh, no. Yeah, smashed into a million pieces. Um, but that's what you get for not buying strong enough shear pins. <laughs> oh, no. So if anyone has a spare... Uh, that's my favorite one, is just straight up ran out of propellant. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one here where it just ran out of gas. It's like, oh, shit, we didn't put enough fuel in. Whoops, yeah. not allowed to use that yeah. word. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you, you getting fat now, kitty. Uh, I'll put a dollar into the swear jar, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. And then yeah. they find they finally show, like, uh, at the end of the video that they actually did eventually land. So, um, well, The stuff is, they're doing is way ahead of the stuff that we were you know, doing back in the olden days of rockets where we'd, you know, pop people back with a drogue parachute and land them in the ocean. I mean, we're landing on a moving target. Exactly. Yeah. With moving target, using a vertical control system, trying to control an inverted pendulum. The con I mean, the amount of um, you Your know subsystems. Me. That's like back <laughs> when computers were measured in hertz. Right. Right. Not billions of hertz. Right. Which I mean, that should give us a little bit more success rate, but it doesn't, which is fine. That's eh, okay. Everything's fine. It's all fine. Um, another story I got here, kind of having to go with space, is uh, about the Curiosity rover. Um, the Curiosity rover, the one that's kind of left on Mars now after Opportunity, rest in peace, uh, had uh, gone offline. Uh, Curiosity had actually had a glitch for the last two weeks and wasn't transmitting correctly, and NASA says that they finally fixed that now. So they were able to figure out what was going on and fix it. So um, they were kind of like, uh, conf everybody was kind of confused. They're like, why is why are we not seeing anything from Curiosity? And um, just kind of like opportunity, just kind of but bit the dust in a way. Um, Rip. But rest in peace, my now dear that, friend. Now that uh, now that um, curiosity is back online, yeah. we're we're good. I mean, you as as you know, a computer sciencey guy, you got to recognize how many subsystems are on those things. Oh, I mean, completely! It's it's a marvelous work of engineering and software. I, I bet its default debug is just to go into reset mode, and it's just going right. to hard reboot. So and well, actually, actually, a a fun fact. Uh, Nate, Are the guy you? who was on the show before uh, before this, who graduated from Purdue since then, uh, actually, his some of his code is actually on the rover. Oh, he he interned at NASA and wound up getting some of his code to go to Mars, which was really cool. 
So. I can do you one better. Uh, another fun fact, I guess. There's one song that's been played on Mars. Does anyone know what it is? Happy birthday. No. Where is my mind by the Pixies? <laughs> You'll know that song from the end of Fight Club. They were having an issue with one of their rovers. And I don't know why, but playing that song somehow straightened something out. <laughs> that makes zero sense. It does make zero sense, but hey, if it works, it works. If it works, it works. Boiler up. Um, okay. You're down. <laughs> nice, nice. You guys have any other uh, hot topics? I mean, I'm, I'm due for some wild speculation about Apple if everyone's <laughs> oh game for that. All right, let me get my, let me get my uh, Apple protection here. <laughs> we need a song just for this segment of what's, what Ryan bashes. Just a little Apple. jingle for Ryan bashes Apple. But I'm poop. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's about that time again when Apple announces more products. Uh, later okay. this month, I think it's the 25th of this month. We're in March now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the 25th of this month. Ten They're going days to be having past the Ides of March. Beware the Ides of March. <laughs> but no, in a <laughs> around the 25th is when they're going to hold their next uh, big, you know, conference, and they're going to announce all their stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where the uh, hologram of uh, Steve Jobs comes out and sings a Tupac song. It's going to be at the Steve Jobs Theater. So. <laughs> so who knows? But yeah. So, we're anticipating a couple things from my favorite company. Uh, can, can I guess one? Sure, go for it. The same iPhone? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's a lot of this wild speculation that's running around right now. One of which is uh, that they might launch a streaming service for actual video. Oh, Which okay. would be an interesting move. I'm just going to list off everything rapid fire and we can comment uh, after. So a streaming service is one of the things speculated. Uh, a smaller version of the Apple TV, so more to compete with like a Chromecast or a Roku that will just plug into the TV instead of an actual like huge box. Okay. Uh, another HomePod, a smaller version of a HomePod, a refresh of the AirPods, uh, possibly over-ear headphones, wireless charging. <laughs> Real okay. A refresh of the iPhone SE, possibly iPad Mini things, possibly MacBook refreshes. Possibly iMac refreshes. Over-the-ear headphones is an interesting move for them, given their partnership with Beats. Right, yeah. right. And you mean ownership? Ownership. <laughs> Fair, um, but yeah, like I don't know how that is. I mean, I can't. Like the AirPods are fantastic. My sister has a pair, um, and she's let me listen to them, and they're actually very good for what they do. Uh, it's so good, in fact, that they inspired the popular meme. Of oh, oh they have AirPods, they can't hear you. I think that was the price. Point I don't like that. AirPods. Just to explain that meme to you. That too, um, but I think AirPods are ugly, and I don't really like completely wireless headphones. That's that just that would those are both personal first. opinions though. So <laughs> yeah, of course, those aren't so. like blanking sweeping. I hate this. This is wrong. That's just like eh, that's <laughs> not my taste. But okay. over-the-ear headphones would be interesting. I do think Apple would make a good pair of over-the-ear headphones just because, you know, they would. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting, especially with uh, Lenovo just released a pair of over-the-ear wireless noise-canceling headphones. Microsoft just released a pair. Uh, I think there's one other company that released a pair as well recently. 
I thought it was. No, so it was very quickly, that market's becoming crowded. I wonder what that's going to do. To the old standbys, the old pioneers, the Boses, and like, how are they going to fit in this new? Bose isn't going to have a problem adjusting. I don't Bose think. Yeah, uh, Sony is just starting to carve out a niche in that because they make, uh, in my humble opinion, <laughs> the best pair of uh, over-the-ear wireless uh, noise-canceling headphones. Granted, they're expensive at three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> wow. Well, that's yeah. on par with Bose. I mean, yeah, Bose's I think are three fifty two or like three thirty or three twenty or something in that area. Yeah, the low. But I think yeah. the, the low end are in the two hundreds and not you know if you want to get decent. Yeah. Uh, what would be really interesting is if, as speculation suggests, they do release an iPhone SE again, mm -hmm. especially with the last uh, set of iPhones being, let's see, the ten, the ten, the X. Yeah, the 10, the X, and the 8, right? No, 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 no. I thought the X was the 10. Ah, no. No, so there's a 10, which is like the premium premium. There's an 8, which is just the normal premium. And then there's a cheaper one that I can't remember the name of. S, maybe? Was it the iPhone S? 10S or 10R? R. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, so that'd be, I guess, a new entry for a budget area if they follow through with that, which is, I guess, kind of weird with their last set of releases i don't know this is becoming harder than star wars and much less interesting <laughs> <laughs> in all fairness though i think the iphone r probably was like the best i want to say value uh with that set of iphones but you know well if you want to go for value i'd say the iphone se which i have that's right here that's old school though it's old school but it works yeah still this would be a refresh of that so you know you I'd, could I'd look into that. that that'd be my suggestion if you're gonna buy apple i mean yeah and the other suggestion is they did uh, kind of a refresh, I guess, last year around this time for iPads. So some of the theory is a refresh of the iPad mini with, you know, budget pencils and whatnot. And just updating the atrocious MacBook. Yeah. For some reason, they get their software to run beautifully on it. I don't get how with the specs, but... Uh, I mean, they streamline their like, sub-processes so well. I guess, True. yeah. And you don't have to run any like intermediary it. software. It just it depends on what you do. Well, that too. They're very good at using the MacBook for what it is. The MacBook being the lowest power, even lower power than an Air. Uh, they're very good at doing what it does. However, for anything intensive at all, uh, it's not good. Yeah. Although that being said, I think a lot of Apple users <clears throat> don't do anything intensive. Right. It's I say a lot. Well, there, I, I will say, actually, I'd say a majority don't do anything intensive. However, there is a very large creative community that exclusively uses Apple products. Right. right. I mean, for mu music, I would recommend nothing but Apple products. Yeah. Personally. Right. And that's just because they're I mean, simply better at it. Right, right. Uh, I don't want to say better. It depends on what you know software you're going to run. Yeah, I there's mean, people. everyone has their preferences. Uh, Apple does do a, a very good job with Final Cut Pro. I've used it. It's a very good product. Even just like Apple iMovie. <sighs> I, I, it's I, a water Okay, no one who takes it, no one who takes, no, I'm sorry. If I'm, you're going to do it professionally, I'm about no, to be real. Yeah, anyone who takes it relatively seriously does not use iMovie. I used iMovie to make a, I mean it was a school project, but a mm -hmm. fantastic video. Um, which I'm very but it was a school project. But it was a fantastic video, nonetheless. It strips down a video lot. useful. Competitive pistol shooting. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to kind of end it off here with one more article 
that I think is hilarious. Oh, I don't get to make anti-vax jokes. <laughs> oh, do you have an article about anti-vax jokes? I do. It's uh -oh. real quick. It's okay. not about the joke so much. It's uh, so Amazon and I think Netflix as well. Okay. Have uh, gone off and removed, I guess, any anti-vax documentaries or shows from uh, their platforms. For public really? health reasons. I guess for public <laughs> health reasons. Yeah. Facebook's currently working on it too, doing the same thing. Uh, I have two opinions on this. Okay. <laughs> One of which is like, you know, I don't like people saying what you can or can't say. The other is get your kids vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I know that um, the CDC came out and said they consider anti-vaxxing to be one of, I think, top three or number one biggest threat to public safety at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can, I can talk about what that does to a certain extent not vaccinating yeah i can talk about what that does or why that's such a big risk to a certain extent because you can bring back i'm not diseases. a professional yeah well i'm not a professional so my words don't carry that much weight as an obligatory legal notice yeah, brian is not, not a doctor brian is not a doctor nor is he pursuing any medical degree nor currently taking any courses in biology but <laughs> <laughs> however what i do know is that when you don't vaccinate or when you actually give these viruses and whatnot a chance to spread and whatnot, uh, they can mutate because they're reproducing and they're spreading. And when they mutate, they might mutate into something that other people aren't vaccinated against. So now all of a sudden you can get a huge hotspot of disease that I technically didn't even exist before because now it's a different variant. I don't want polio. Get your kids vaccinated. Yeah. So on one hand, I'm like, you know, I like people being able to say what they want to say. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, you know, I'd like you to vaccinate your kids at least at least just for like the deadly diseases. All right. I'm not saying you get them flu shots every year, but get them vaccinated from like polio and Mom's some of the measles. other bad ones. Measles is the other big one. Yeah. Right. Personally, I wonder how much of a problem this is and how much has been blown out of proportion by the meme community. I mean, both. I mean, it, it genuinely is a problem, okay, no, it genuinely is a problem. The fact that anyone's not vaccinating is a problem, yeah. Right. Uh, it's a weird situation. It defies logic. Well, it does. Logic says if you can look, protect your children, protect your children. That's not how the, <laughs> That's not how they view it. Is I, what I, I'm trying I, to I say. I don't agree with them. <laughs> I think they're dead wrong, but emphasis on dead. Oh. <laughs> And now that we've gone to a dark place, do you have something light for us, Matt? I have something much lighter. Thank you. And I think that you guys will find this story very funny, considering we are at Purdue right now. And this article is about uh, the Internet of Pints. This gizmo cuts beer waste and helps bartenders make better pours. But the thing that's funny about this is it's not because of the actual article. It's because of the name of this thing. It's called ITAP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, that's just a Purdue joke. No one else a, is going to find that's that That's a Purdue funny. joke. For, so, for those of you who don't know, our um, computer software, you know, the group that runs our internet, our everything, is called ITAP. ITAP. I, information Technology at Purdue. And uh, they stink. And yeah, they're pretty okay, bad at what on. they do. <laughs> I don't way. think they're that bad at what they do. They have a rough job. You try providing internet to 50,000 people. 75,000 vices. 
Yeah, exactly. But I mean, you try keeping that up and running for a day and not pulling your hair out and going insane. Fair. But this is actually this is actually very interesting. Uh, this this story here. It's about a startup built in Chicago uh, that actually is working with creating a device that monitors the amount of beer you pour out of a spigot or a, a, a tap. Uh, and where, when, and how beer is being ordered in order to advise bartenders and uh, bar owners on what they should buy, how they should sell their beer, and get more data from what they're actually doing. I think this is a really interesting idea. So We're not I mean, sponsored, yeah. are we? No. We are, we are not <laughs> sponsored, nor do we uh, encourage the use of um, alcohol. But... Um, it's it's interesting from from a data analytics yeah. point of view right. of being able to see exactly when and where um, they um, are when and where people are actually um, uh, like how much of each beer, beer they're selling how much of each beer they're selling how much they have left in kegs stuff like that yeah exactly yeah. exactly and did it all did it really also say making the perfect pour as well yeah it, it advises you That's on like how how much like flow you should have coming out of a nozzle yeah. I, I wonder a, if this is just monitoring taps or if they have like a plugin you could use on um uh liquor bottles because that'd be an interesting thing it's really hard to measure liquor out. liquor bottles are easier though well it's easier but still like if you could get that down to precise science i mean you can just look and say oh there's that much left in the liquor bottle no, I mean on the poor. As opposed to beer. No, you're no. also you're also using larger amounts of beer, and you have it in giant kegs that are made out of steel, because if you don't have them made out of steel, the beer will turn sour very quickly. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant like, tracking the pours, so like how much like you're actually yeah. adding. Yeah, the pour is interesting. It, uh, says, it says here, iTaps hardware installs directly on the beer <laughs> tap, sitting just below any tap pourer. Via proprietary algorithm and, and data collection technology, it collects information about each pour and sends it through the cloud for managers and bar staff to view on any device in real time. This sounds like Excel. I mean, <laughs> that's probably how people will view it is in Excel. Right. Yeah. It's it's oh, it's rest interesting. Rest in peace in Excel. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, is it, in terms of the actual, like, telling, I guess, bartenders how to pour, is that actually something it does or... Am I reading this wrong? It says it says um, you can uh, pull up different types of reports, so you can see what kind of beers are being poured, what time they're poured, and what event people buy certain types of beers. You can make oh, smart okay. inventory decisions moving forward for those type of events. Okay, I was interpreting this wrong because there's like a correct way to uh, pour beer. Here, I'm. I'm here it is. It says, in addition to managing logistics, the company also wants to help each bar understand what a oh, perfect no, you're right. pour is you're right. for their location. Managers calibrate the system to determine how much time and keg pressure is needed to pour the perfect foamless pint. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. That's not correct. Okay. I'm mad. <laughs> Hold on. No, I'm actually mad. You're not supposed to have a foamless pour. No, you're, you're There's supposed- a certain amount of head you want. That's yeah, the proper you, term. Head. Yes, actually. There's a certain amount of head on a beer you want, which is like the lighter foam. Like that's actually how it's supposed to happen. Don't Granted, I'm allergic to beer, but <laughs> even I know this. Uh, yeah, and I mean, granted, I I feel like the article I, I may be written a Maybe little. Maybe the person who wrote wrong. the article doesn't know about beer. Uh, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Because you uh, do want a certain amount of foam. If you can calculate to make a foamless brew, you can, uh, cal- yeah, you can calculate to make the right foam brew. Yeah, so. yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, in all fairness, too, different beers want different amounts of head on it. And uh, 
Some want, I think there's even some that want no head on it, but yeah. Right. And it says, the ITAP system is currently running in a number of bars across Chicago, including That's the cool, Ritz-Carlton. Company has also talks to partner with a West Coast restaurant chain, and the system is being used in establishments as far away as Kuala Lumpur. You're from Chicago. Have you seen them anywhere? I don't go to bars in Chicago. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, because they're expensive. And You're not tax. wrong. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Chicago's got tax. How about a speakeasy? <laughs> speakeasy. Yeah, because those exist. No, the, actually, they do. They still... Okay, we're going to go on a quick tangent real quick. And I'm with sorry. that, how about we... End no, up? no. I want to go on a tangent about speakeasies, man. They're still around. They're really cool. Those places where like, you know the password to get in. And you it's have to like, know the so, password. Yeah. There's one... I think it actually is in Chicago, the one I'm thinking of. Uh, there's a phone booth somewhere, yeah. and you pick up the phone, you press in the right number, you talk to the person on the other side, and then the back opens up, and you walk into a bar. Yep. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. Actually, huh. one of, um, if I recall correctly, one of the most, um, one of the top restaurants in the world is actually kind of speakeasy-ish like that. You actually need to know a password to get yeah. in, and yeah. There's another one where you have to have, like, a token to a get token. in. A token. So when technology. No, just like, What? Like a token. No, like a Chuck E. Cheese token. Oh, <laughs> I thought I thought it, I'm I'm going all technology here. Like, oh, no, you need you need a Samuel token. You need these like. Come massive, on. Oh darn. Okay. No I, one. I, I there'd be like better. ten people in that bar, man. Total. <laughs> no, it's you have to know someone who has a token to get in, and then you get a token when you leave. Oh. And if you huh. lose the token, you can't get back in. Wow. That's kind of cool, actually. It is. Yeah. You have a token? Email me. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this isn't a show about alcohol. This is a show about technology. Right. So right. So what I'm saying so is I'll make I a can. separate show about alcohol. All right. And with that, uh, <laughs> I think we're going to head out for this weekend. We are. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Tech Talk Nation. Tune in next week for more technology news. I'm not sure, actually, if I'll be here next week because it is going to be spring break. I mean, oh, yeah, it will be spring break. Uh, it will be. Yeah. By, by this time, it's actually we're going to be out of school for our spring break, which will be pretty nice. Um, long needed rest and stuff like that. Rest? Uh, That's a good one. Right, and I'm, I'm debating whether I should try and host a show or we, we do something over Skype. I mean, the audio quality would be trash because I don't have my studio, um, but we could... Yeah, I might actually be the one who sounds the best on that one. I have an actual microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's actually. neither here nor there, though. Neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, tune in next time we have a show, and you will hear more of the best in industry news, hot topics, and technology. So with that, have a great rest of your day and a good weekend ahead. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Tech Talk Nation. Tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech. Visit our website at www.techtalknation.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk Nation. Tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech.